This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence. And I'm Reverend Bill Marcioni. And today we are going to talk about what you can pray for. Hmm. Okay. So there's a lot of thought that you only can pray for things that are going to be important to God. There's some things that are off limits and there are other things that are reasonable. And my notion is that because there is one infinite power that creates everything, then it has created everything and it will create everything that will ever exist. And if there's a desire that any of us have in our lives, it's going to be created by that same power. So nothing's off limits. We can pray for anything. There's nothing that is too big for God to handle. And there's nothing that's too insignificant for God to refuse to pay attention to it. I agree with that 100%. Now, in a practical standpoint, what we want to do is we want to make sure that our prayers are positive. And it's not because we want to be happy, clappy, and all uplifting and don't want to risk having any negativity. It's just that the answer to our prayer is going to be yes. So if I'm praying for something that I don't want, the answer will be yes. In fact, in a lot of cases, worry fulfills all of the specifications and requirements of an effective prayer. Worry is when we're taking an an idea and we hold it in our mind and we focus on that idea. Unfortunately, it's something that we don't want. It's something that we're fearful of, but we put that same level of energy and intention into it. And what happens is what we're worried about comes about because the law, the creative law is saying yes. So we want to be positive because we're going to be getting a yes for whatever it is we want to be creating. First of all, that's amazing because I was working on just that thought this week and talking about it on Tuesday. And when I edited the video I was working on, I found some little glitches in my own thoughts or on some of the words that I was saying. So can we go back to when you said you can pray for anything that you want, but don't pray for what you don't want? Now, in a practical sense, nobody really prays for what they don't want. But because I think I understand where you're coming from and from a new thought perspective, what you think about intensely is pretty much a prayer. Yeah. What you think about, you bring about. Yeah. So like I said, the difference between praying and worrying is, you know, what the focus of it is and whether we're consciously aware that we're, that we're activating that creative law in a practical prayer, we're doing it very much consciously and intentionally and in worrying it's just an automatic knee-jerk reaction that we learned from grandma 
Yeah, yeah. I think the little little piece in there is that the creative law is working on our the intensity of what we're thinking. And when we think about prayer, at least from a traditional perspective, when you think about prayer, it's what you're saying and what you want, you know, because you, you think you're saying what you want, but we don't think of worry as having a place or doing anything. It's just kind of a state, but you're saying that's not correct. That's affecting the prayer itself. That is the prayer. That is the prayer. And you said that we don't pray for what we don't want. This is an area where the words are really important. You, you said before that we don't do a prayer for what we don't want, but the language in this turns out to be really, really important because if somebody is sitting there in pain and they pray, oh God, please take this pain away from me, the prayer is about the pain. And if, if you're praying about pain, then what you're, that the universe is going to say yes. It doesn't know not. It says pain, gotcha. And you mm -hmm. wind up with the pain. So what we need to do is be very clear in the invitation that we're setting. And instead of pain, what do I want to be feeling instead? Okay. You know, I, I, want, I, I want to be feeling comfort. I want to be feeling active. I want to be feeling at ease. I want to be feeling peace of mind. Mm -hmm. And the law says yes. That's a new thought. <laughs> <laughs> when you listen, that is so, oh, it's so relevant to every single thing. You know, when you bring it into the prayer space, now it really gets intense. But if what you say is what the universe hears, what God hears. Yeah, we have to be very specific and very clear. Yes. And a lot of times what happens is our, our life and our world uh, works in a negative feedback loop. And that's, that's good. That's the way things work. You know, if it gets too loud, I want to get away from the way it being too loud. And if it gets too quiet, then I want to get into an area where I can hear better. If it's too dark, I want to get away from the darkness. So but the important part to remember is that it's not about the darkness. What do I want instead? As I get to, into a negative feedback cycle where I'm seeing something in the world that I don't want, Instead of focusing on what I don't want and heading, continuing to head towards the guardrail, that's an invitation for me to steer in the opposite direction and back onto the road. And in, in a way, that's saying that I have to be, for the lack of a better term, in control of my thoughts enough that I'm not focusing on the present circumstances. I'm not in the present circumstances, but that I'm looking beyond or to what I really want the present circumstances to be. Exactly. And we don't, the first step in controlling our thoughts is being aware of our thoughts mm. to listen to the language that we're using and, and see how we're engaging with the world. Uh, mm -hmm. And we know people, we'll talk about other people rather than us, you know, where it seems like they complain about everything. There's, they're finding that there's, there's a problem with this and a problem with that. And they're, they're troubleshooters and, or maybe they're just uh, gossips, but you know, you can go around life finding where the problems are and that's okay but if all you talk about is the problems guess what you're going to get more of the problems yeah yeah i see that and so the question is do you want more problems not me okay well then don't do that <laughs> <laughs> do something different i'm not doing that <laughs> so okay so this you know what i i use the word prayer work no s prayer work because I really feel like it's work. 
but work is a good in a good sense in a good way oh yeah yeah you yeah know, it's, it's, it's not work in the sense that we have to we have to struggle or toil with it it's work in that we need to be attentive to it well in the beginning you got to toil a little, <laughs> little bit if you're if you're changing your perspective it doesn't come it's not that simple you know oh, it absolutely com- completely agree with that it is not simple actually it's simple it's just not easy because we have spent a lifetime getting ourselves to the situation that we're in now yes and so that's a, a ship with a certain amount of inertia that may take some time to turn around mm-hmm. are we willing to put in the work are we willing to turn the wheel and be persistent enough and saying it's, it's coming around and make that change as long as we are then the change happens but we don't have to struggle willingness is is the important thing one of the things i found helpful in your book you talked about purpose and when i was reading a lot over the years about affirmative prayer it wasn't quite it wasn't quite getting it you know it was like little pieces weren't coming together but then when i read in your book you said purpose what's the purpose of the prayer and that really made a lot of sense because if you think like, let's use your example of pain. If you're in pain, you want the pain to go away. You want the pain to go away. So that would be the purpose, but then not that's not good enough, I don't think. The more I think about it, it's not that I just want the pain to go away. I want to feel a certain way. Right. You know, I, want to, I want to feel strong. I want to feel energetic. I want to be able to do what I did last week or last month or whenever it was when I didn't have the pain. I think when you think about the purpose, it helps you to eliminate some of the fat <laughs> that you that doesn't need to be there. And you really get down to the nitty gritty of what you want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the full name for it is practical prayer for real results. And the result is the experience that we wanna be having when whatever it is we're praying for comes into our life. And in order to get to that destination, we pretty much have to be I guess the word is honest. We have to be honest about where we are. And that's why we start with a purpose. Some people make the purpose of their prayer be that the happy, positive state outcome that they're looking for. And we put that into the prayer anyway. That actually goes into the middle of the prayer. That's the realization step. But I like to to think that the purpose can be a statement of condition. And it's either the condition that I'm experiencing now because I'm really distracted by the pain or by the poverty or by the loneliness or whatever it happens to be to acknowledge that's the experience that I'm having now so that the prayer can be about resolving that. And in the five steps of a practical prayer, the purpose is actually step zero. It's not part of the prayer. It's Mm -hmm. the thing that tees up the prayer. It's the diving board or the starting block that we're on before we get into the pool. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I find it's, it's important to be able to be whiny and complainy and negative (laughs) to use the, the spiritual term, this sucketh. (laughs) and that's the experience that i've been having i don't like it i don't like it and i want to have a different experience but that acknowledgement of where we are tees us up so that we can pivot and turn towards what we want we want to do next Mm -hmm. let's take a quick break and continue in a minute learn to put practical prayer to work in your life the steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. 
Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. listening to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence with Reverend Bill Marcioni, and we're talking about what you can pray for, what you can pray for. And you can pray for anything. God knows what you'd want to pray for. And the answer is going to be yes. Yeah, I was thinking about that. So talk more about that. So are, are there going to be topics that are off limits for God? I think that's what you said before. Yes. Are there topics that are, I would say yes. What do you say? If there's a topic that's off limits for God, who's going to be in charge of it? Or what power is going to be in charge of creating it? Um, I don't like to think that there's any power except for God. And uh, to me, that means that there's nothing that's off limits for God. If God created everything, including all of the wonderful sunsets and grand canyons and galaxies and uh, all the rest of the majesty and grandeur, God also created the cesspools. God also created the biological urges that make people do things that we put them in prison for. So none of that's off limits. If you start with where you are, whatever the experiences that you've been having, and you are setting an intention, an invitation to experience something different, that's a prayer. That's all okay. And there have been megalomaniacs and narcissists in history who have used the same process, this same creative power to wreak havoc, Mm -hmm. to, Mm -hmm. to speak words that aren't true and get people to believe the words that aren't true by setting that intention of creating whatever manner of chaos they want to create. And even for Adolf Hitler, the answer was yes. It wasn't until I read your book and talked with you a lot that I understood exactly what you're saying. So there can be, I understand how that works with Hitler and others down through history, even up through recent history. Mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. What I'm not getting exactly, it has to be positive. People can have a purpose for a result that's positive for them, but negative for others. There is a boomerang effect in prayer, which is the things that we can't pray for. And it's not that we can't pray for them as we don't want to. Mm -hmm. If I am in um, the, if I'm in business and I have a competitor and I pray for my competitor to go bankrupt Mm -hmm. because I think that will make my business be more successful. 
if I want them to fail, then what am I putting my attention on? Their failure. Failure. Yeah. I'm identifying so, that, that failure is very real possibility and what they may fail, but I may fail first. And somewhere along the way, because I'm putting my energy and intention and focus on failure, uh, I'm going to have some failure in my life, or I'm going to have some struggle in my life, or I'm going to have some negativity. You know, the Nazis lost. And it didn't look very likely that they were going to lose in the middle of all of that stuff. But it, in hindsight, there was no way they could have won. Mm -hmm. The whole world rose up against them, even though they were so impassioned when they began. Was that a happy, uplifting, joyous experience? I don't think so. I don't think so. But all of the anger and hatred and negative energy that they brought to bear was, was matched and overwhelmed by the level of energy coming in, fighting to even the scales and for freedom. Mm -hmm. So instead of praying for my competitor to fail, I can turn my attention. What do I really want? Do I care whether they succeed or fail? Well, if I think that I'm in competition with them and if they get the goodies then I don't get the goodies, then I'm putting some limitations on the universe. I'm believing in lack and limitation, then I have to fight for the scraps. Mm -hmm. If instead my prayer is about me being successful and offering my products and having my organization set up in such a way that I'm successful, and I turn myself away from the competitors, then all manner of wonderful things happen. I can invent something new in the business that gives me a tremendous advantage because that's good for my customers. I don't have to pay any attention to the other companies that are doing that sort of thing. The other, the, the, whoever I'm thinking of as my competitor may get a great idea and go off in a different direction and leave me the entire market that I was in. So I don't even have a competitor anymore. And they're fabulously successful doing their new thing that I'm not interested in. You know, that's just great. That's, you know, it's, it's great. It sounds idealistic in a way, but it's not. It's just a, a higher level of thinking, I think. And that, that's not the best term to use, but it's just a higher level of thinking. I have seen this same process unfold in so many different ways that it's just, it's comical. You know, the story of a, of a woman who was working in an office and the boss was demeaning and nasty and confrontational and hard to work with. And everybody else in the office was very uncomfortable with the whole thing. It was a bad situation. And so the question was, can we pray for something bad to happen to my boss? And I said, no, who cares what happens to your boss? What we do is we pray for a perfect, harmonious workplace. And she was like, well, how can that possibly happen? So that's, how is none of your business? Mm -hmm. How is none of your business? You set the intention for the what, and God takes care of the how. So the intention was a peaceful, harmonious workplace with wonderful leadership and a, and a, and a fabulous job experience for her. And you know what happened? The boss got promoted. <laughs> He got promoted and he got put in front in, in charge of another division, another group at the same company. And that group was so dysfunctional that he actually made that group better. And they promoted the woman to be in charge of her group. So she got to create the workplace exactly the way that she wanted to. Oh, and there was a raise as well. And every just taking the same pieces and rearranging them, let everybody have that experience of harmony and happiness. 
And the boss didn't have to fail. He could continue being the jerk that he'd always been with a bigger group of jerks where his jerkiness was appreciated. <laughs> it, you know what? It, you said you used the word simple, I think, and, and it is. But the work comes in. And I keep going back to this word work. It's so, it's it. Yeah, (laughs) it's but it's personal, right? It's it's you have to do a little work on your thinking in terms of what you're asking for. Like you want something better, but you you tend to like, can this person just disappear? Can this person just walk off the edge of the earth or whatever people want, you know, the term that they use? Right. But when I say a higher level of thinking, it's like taking your mind off of that person. You're not wishing anybody any ill will. Um, you may not say, oh, you may not be thinking in the moment, I want the best for them, but it's, it's asking or praying, scratch asking, (laughs) it's praying for something with a higher, I'm going to come up with a better term than higher level of desire. You know, I'm, I'm not going to worry about this. I'm looking at it from a different level, a different perspective. Yeah. Emma Curtis Hopkins called that uh, holding the high watch. Yes. You take whatever circumstance or situation you're in and you elevate your consciousness and look at it from that higher perspective. Okay. If I'm looking at this as an opportunity for love to express itself, that's going to be different than wanting the earth to open up and swallow my adversary. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, do I really want to live in the sort of planet where the earth opens up and swallows people? What are the chances... It's never going to happen to me. It's like, oh, damn, swallowed by my own devious device. So I'm, I'm actually okay living in a world where people don't like just immolate, you know, burst into flames. Um, just because we don't have to worry about that sort of thing. I, you know, I'm okay with that. But yeah, we we're definitely have the opportunity in all of those situations to understand what it is that we are experiencing and then turn that into what we want instead. And it's really important to be able to understand what we want instead, because that's what the prayer is for. And you say, ask, it can be an ask. Mm-hmm. You can think of it as a demand. And an ask and a demand are the same thing. The difference between asking and demanding is if you know the answer is going to be yes, then the ask and the demand are the same thing, right? If the answer might be no, then you have to ask. All right, I'll let you go with that right now. I, do. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think of, you know, asking is a little more polite, a bit more respectful, but then demanding is like, yeah, I know I'm going to get it. So I'm just coming forcefully at it. Yeah. When you go to the the faucet in your kitchen and you turn it on, are you asking for water or are you demanding water or are you allowing the water to flow? I'd say allowing the water to flow. I've been demanding a bit because I'm turning the faucet. Okay. I'm and, not asking. Right. Because there's really no question in your mind that the answer is going to be yes. Yes. Okay. So you can go with ask. And what will happen eventually is that you will hear a yes so often that you realize, okay, it doesn't, it's not really an ask. The prayer is as much a demand or an allow as it is an ask. But be where you are now and understand that. This all is happening in your consciousness and in your awareness. And if you pretend like you shouldn't ask and you feel like asking, then you're going to be trying to tap dance around what you believe. If you believe that you need to ask, then ask. Mm. So with with that said, then there's a point that you come to where you're not asking anymore. You'll just 
Just say it. Yeah. 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 When we are living in the awareness that we are partners in a creative process, we are co-creators of our experience. It's us and this infinite creative power. And once we own our position in that, then there's a different place of clarity that we come to. Mm -hmm. It's coming clearer when you say it that way. I will suggest a couple of things that actually there's one thing that you can't pray for. And there's a few things you probably don't want to pray for, even though they sound pious and holy. So you can't pray to be more spiritual Mm -hmm. because you are already 100% spirit. Yes. That's like a raindrop praying to be water. That's like (laughs) completely unnecessary. Yes. Uh, It's, it's redundant. People sometimes want to pray to learn forgiveness or pray to have patience. And those sound pious and uplifting, but they're not. If we pray for, to learn forgiveness, then the creative law in the universe will bring about every experience in the world of treachery and betrayal and negation so that we can forgive it. Mm, Okay. I don't want, I don't want to go to that movie. Okay. Same thing with patience. You know, if you pray to learn patience, then God will put you at the back of a very long line and you will not kill anybody. But why, (laughs) why pray for that? (laughs) When you find yourself in a situation where you're, where you're, you're antsy then you can certainly pray for the patience to, to experience this as it unfolds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always understood why you shouldn't ask for patience, but it wasn't until reading this and understanding practical prayer as much as I do at this point, it tells you the cycle of the bullet points. And these are the reasons why, you know, and, and it's once you understand the why it becomes easier, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And bullet points are are really helpful because, you know, we can summarize all of those things that are sort of mysteriously hidden and fuzzy and say, nope, 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 nope. Or yes, 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 yes. And delineate them. And those things are true, not because they are on some cosmic scale true. Uh, Those are things that we've learned empirically from our experience. Oh, if you pray to learn forgiveness, this is what happens. If you pray for patience, this is what happens. Mm When somebody is, you know, having a financial challenge, if they pray about their poverty, they're going to get more poverty. So we learn by experience how to do things differently. Let's take a quick break and come back and do a prayer. Okay. Get inspiration in an instant. God calls are the gentle and uplifting moment of truth to help you remember that the bright light of God's love is shining right now as you. It's your God Call with Reverend Bill. Start your two-week free trial today and you'll get a phone call four times a week from Reverend Bill with an uplifting half-minute message filled with insight, wisdom, story, and fun. Let your light shine. You can answer the call to listen to it live or let it go to voicemail so you can hear it later. After the free trial, your subscription is just $5.95 a month. The details are at godcall.org. God calls are disruptive, intentionally. Whenever you write something, put on a gold star. They take you away from your routine to remind you about the truth of who you really are. They come at random times between 8.15 a.m. and 6 p.m., so you won't be expecting them. And somehow, the message is exactly what you need to hear at the time. Magic is loose in the world. It's a moment of motivation in the middle of your day. Find out more and start your two-week free trial now at godcall.org. 
You're listening to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence with Reverend Bill Marcioni. How would you, how would we do a practical prayer for this turning out the way we want it to be? Okay, um, we can do that. And the first thing that we need to do is understand the way that we want it to be. And that'll be different for everybody who's listening to the uh, the prayer and the podcast. So, and that's that's kind of the purpose of the prayer. I will do a general prayer for things turning out the way that we want them to, and actually even better than the way we want them to. The universe is not at all limited to our level of belief. So we, and we're going to include in the prayer that it's going to be even better than that. So the first thing is to bring into mind some specific area of your life that you want to have be better. And you can give voice to it. Uh, you certainly need to establish in your own mind. And then we'll take that into prayer. There's one power. There's one infinite intelligence. There's one divine source of everything. We call it God. We call it spirit. We call it nature. It's the big bang. It is that which existed before there was anything. It was. It is that from which all energy, all substance, all intelligence, all power is flowing. In the beginning, there was darkness and void in God. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. That's the law responding. And there was light. In the beginning, there was the singularity and it exploded. And that one is now expressing itself and sharing itself and revealing itself through every part of its creation. The stars and the galaxies, the planets, the people, the particles, all of it is that divine substance taking specific and particular form. And that includes me. And that includes each one who is within the sound of my voice. And so I know that we are involved in this co-creative process, the mind with which we think is that same infinite mind that said, let there be. The infinite energy that is available to create everything is available to create this next new experience for each of us. And so I use that creative power. I invite that creative power to create this newness in our lives, bringing this new and desired experience more fully into our lives. And it's underway now. I am grateful for the wonderful way that it's showing up. I'm grateful for the good and more good and more good that it's bringing into the lives of each one here and into their relationships, into their families, into their households, into their neighborhoods, into their community, into their world, into our world. This good is unfolding for and through and in and as us. And it brings good and more good to each of us. And it's unfolding as quickly as we could possibly have imagined and 10% more quickly. And it's unfolding as good as we could possibly imagine it and 10% better. That infinite creative power that creates everything is creating this new experience, these new experiences. And it's underway now. It's already underway. That creative law is already activated. And I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the good that's coming about. I'm grateful for the way that it's uplifting each of us and all of us. I'm grateful for the delightful stories that we have about how wonderful this is. And I'm grateful for the awareness of this creative law and the ability to set it in motion. And so I release my word into that law with a deep feeling of thanks in my heart, knowing that this good is already underway. As good as we can imagine and 10% better. The law is saying yes. This word is being returned fulfilled. And I let it be. And so it is. Amen. And so it is. Can we uh, talk about 
maybe in the future or next time and 10% better. Sure. Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.